All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first and listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm here with Brian Smith, the Locked On recruiting guru, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on, who might be coming. We'll even have an update again about Kamarian Franklin as we put his highlights up on the first segment of today's show. Brian, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, sir. Doing well. Like you, I'm just trying to stay in the air conditioning. Uh, being here in Central Florida certainly is rather warm. Yes, it absolutely is. And you're getting ready to start a little bit of a road trip. You're going down to, like, I think you said the Miami camps for a couple of days, and then over to a future 50 camp, an Under Armour event over at IMG. Tell me about that. The one at IMG is the most important one of the summer. It's kids from all over the country that come in to one spot. We get to interview them. We get to watch them run around, do drills, get video of kids from California, New York, Ohio, everywhere. It's a lot of fun, man. And then the senior kids that are going to be going to the Under Armour game are also there doing some of the same stuff. It's a blast. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. And the reason I bring it up is like you're going over there. I do not know if Jimothy is going to be at that event, but Jimothy Lewis is an IMG Academy kid. And what do you know about this player? How does it stack up? And do you know anything about his recruiting at the moment? His recruitment has been all over the map. Uh, the last time I talked to him a couple months ago, Georgia was after him real hard. It was just a random conversation. I ran into him on the campus, and it, it just changes. I know that he's been to Ole Miss recently a couple of times. So it's been everywhere. Um, I do know the kid has put in the time off the field. He changed his body completely. He got down under 290, and he looks really good. It, now it's just like, where does he end up visiting in the fall? That's my question. I don't, I'm not as curious about the summer as I once was because his recruitment is just flip-flopped all over. I think this could play out a little bit, but it is trending Ole Miss's way. Yeah, and I do want to get your opinion on this um, at the moment. And and this is weird. This is I'm trying to figure out how recruiting has changed, say, since 2018. So I view at this point right now, if you get a commitment, now you would rather have it than not have it, but it's the sure. equivalent of 2018 to being named the leader of a top five. A signing is a true commitment. That's what a commitment used to be. And then it comes down to whether you can keep them when they get into school. How far off base am I on that? Right on the, right on the money. I mean, <laughs> kids are transferring after spring football when they enrolled in January. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's wild, man. There, there's no such thing as just recruiting and signing day now. You're recruiting your own roster. Ole Miss, San Jose State, Harvard, doesn't matter. Everybody's kind of just moving around. And we, by the way, we need to get some kind of legislation on that that gets a little more consistent. I, I think we can all agree on that. The transfer portal is beyond out of control. So it's changed the recruiting game and it changes how coaches go about getting these high school kids. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Camarian Franklin. Um, obviously, you are in the list. I think it's an Ole Miss, Tennessee, Miami type thing going back and forth and you hear things. And I, I have a sneaking suspicion that South Beach is probably more involved on in this than um, other sites might think that. Tennessee obviously is all in. But the kid seemingly shows up at Ole Miss's campus like every two weeks. Like he was just there yesterday. And th that has to be a good sign. But I think about it, and every time I get excited about it, I remember, well, Nicobe Deaton did the same thing. Look, he's 17 years old, man. 
there's only so much predicting you can do. Nicobe obviously was a kid that Ole Miss and every school in the South wanted for a good reason. He was a three and out guy at Georgia at the end of the day. So if you're not bringing him to campus, you're not doing your job. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. Eventually it's got to be Marion Franklin's decision, not Wayne Kiffin's decision. So if that had been the case, he'd have been signed already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, as far as Tennessee and Miami, all these schools have their pluses and minuses. They're all different. They're all different distances away from him. I don't know how you really pick. I mean, you think about South Beach to where Oxford is. You can't really get two more different demographics. I mean, really. I mean, if you haven't been to South Beach, it's unexplainable. So a kid's going to be wowed by it. But sometimes a kid from Mississippi might have a little bit of trouble dealing with that on a daily point of sale kind of deal. Like, am I really going to be able to regurgitate this every day? It's too much. I don't, I don't know. So his visits, they're hard to follow, but you tell me, brother. You're the guy yeah. that knows everything about the old Miss Rebels. You tell me. Well, yeah, I, like I said, I, I take it as a good sign, but now in the age where even official visits, there's no limit on it. Used to, you would get your right. five official visits. Now a kid can take 20 official visits, so you can't necessarily put so much stock in that. So I honestly, I don't know. It's one of the reasons I love recruiting now like other people want recruiting in the way it was in 2008 to where you had the february signing day and you had the five official visits and everything because it was robotic and you could count on that people could write the uh, the quotes after an official visit um just out of memory because they all said the same thing now there's so much chaos and so much that you don't know how exactly how to judge it it's almost more fun now when you look at jamonte waller who committed to the Florida Gators, which could get for them. But I thought for weeks it was Penn State. We had the conversation that it was Penn State on this show. Auburn was in on it and stuff like that where Ole Miss kind of fell out of the list, but this just boom. He put out of thin air, it seems like he re- he committed to Florida. And that is the type of thing that 10 years ago didn't happen. I don't know how to explain it either. Uh, mm-hmm. Kids, I did write an article about this earlier today kids are leaving home more than ever and it's by exponential and now i mean even like mississippi is one of the states those kids generally do not go far from home they just don't even kids in mississippi i mean think about it you and i growing up name a time you can remember joe paterno doing an in-home visit in the state of mississippi i can't think of one yeah you know what i mean like they miss mississippi didn't get him but penn state was in and on there's no way in the world you would have told me that going into this year that Penn State was going to be a player for Waller. I'd have laughed at you. Mm-hmm. But it's completely different. It Kids look at it differently. Part of it's social media, part of it's cell phones, whatever, but they just want to travel a little more and see things. So you've got to be able to recruit out of state. And I think it's one of the reasons that Kiffin and his quarterbacks from Arizona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just random, man. Sometimes you just got to take what you get and, and just trust the coaches. So – the days of getting like 15 kids from inside the state of Mississippi, that's not going to happen for the Rebels or the Bulldogs. It's just a different time. Yeah, it's a crazy thing that you brought that up. But his quarterback this year is from Utah. Um, his quarterback the year before that was from California. And then you have the Arizona kid that he's recruiting. There's a Florida kid on the list and um, a Louisiana kid. And that's the quarterback room at Ole Miss. And the, at home, the recruiting regionality player that would have signed 
15 years ago, potentially, with an Ole Miss would be like a Walker Howard. But even Lafayette, Louisiana, that might be outside of that window for being a regional recruit. I can't explain that either. I mean, mm. it's hard to get kids out of Louisiana, by the way. Mm. Oh, yeah. And LSU's done a good job, but Ole Miss has found their niche. Maybe Howard helped open that up. But I don't know, man. You just find gold where you get it and, and just and you just keep rolling. Uh, Lane Kiffin obviously kind of beats to his own drum anyway. Ole Miss will have to adjust, and we'll see where it goes. All right, before we get out of here, let's let's do a little quick update on the top Mississippi players. Um, J.J. Harrell and Braylon Burnside um, committed to Mississippi State yesterday. We knew after Traveris Banks uh, committed to Ole Miss and Mississippi State was all in, there was going to be some kind of retribution. That's the way this state works. Yep. Um, it, it, it happens. We knew it was so predictable. It was so predictable. In fact, I did a whole show on the Egg Bowl recruiting rivalry because I knew that views would be absolutely astro astronomical. And um, it's doing actually pretty well, as you can imagine. Uh, but uh, Jamonte Waller going to Florida, J.J. Harrell and Braylon Burnside to Mississippi State. They finally got a player that I think was in the top 13 in Mississippi, and they ended up getting two. So good on the Bulldogs for that. But it's like we talked about earlier. This just means, hey, J.J. Harrell just announced a leader. He's already decommitted from one school. This is so far from over. Do you think Wayne Kiffin cares? Yeah. Let me answer that for you. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. This is why that state is so wild. Not only do you have LSU and Alabama and Georgia always going in there, the two in-state schools still do hate each other. Mm -hmm. These little in-state rivalry, it, it doesn't just happen when they play the game. Mm -hmm. It's 365, brother. So, yeah, there's always set up commitments, et cetera, et cetera, to try to curb momentum from the other school. And I know that's what you were talking about. So it's yeah. part of the game. Yeah, it's what they do. And that's what they've done for 30 years. Like I said, it was very predictable. Um, and real quick, one thing that Lane Kiffin has brought up an idea of something that I don't know how much traction it's going to get, but let me ask you about it. He thinks that whenever a kid decides to commit, he should be able to go ahead and sign. Well, I don't even know. Yeah. Like just a rolling signing day? I don't a, think a, a, a rolling signing day. He's got no chance to get that done, but it's mm. interesting because the NCAA mm. doesn't want to deal with that. I can tell you how that's going to work, but yeah, that'd be a nightmare for them. Yeah, but it, it was interesting. Like yesterday, if J.J. Harrell and Braylon Burnside could have just go ahead and inked with Mississippi State instead of Mississippi State now, their number's out there. The offer has been made. So let I don't know what it is. Let's say $100,000 was the NIL offer. Everybody in the Southeast knows that offer now. Everybody, that is the number they're going to have to defend, and there's going to have to be negotiations, renegotiations, even just the gatekeeper to get that signature. I, I don't think people realize how crazy of a recruiting world and landscape we have created in the last three years. It's not even something I can think about and figure out. And, and yeah. it's brought up to me every day mm -hmm. by a high school coach, by a recruit, somebody. It's incredible because every kid views it differently. Every mm -hmm. single kid. Every recruitment goes through some kind of NIL conversation. Some kids want upfront money. Some kids just want to earn it. It's wild. And yeah, you're right. Putting that number out there does put a put a monkey on your back because people know who you are and they're going to have something to shoot for. Yeah. And that number that goes out there, I mean, it becomes basically like a spreadsheet with the prospect 
and instead of their football jersey number, it's their NIL number. So however they're playing and everything, it probably depends on what that number is. And and whenever somebody gets brought into your school, it's, it's just incredibly interesting, incredibly confusing, um, but it, it's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, I always have something to talk about. It's not always the most positive thing in the world because it's impossible to find out all the details, but it's here to stay. We just got to manage it better, I think, as a collective throughout the country. So what a uniformity would be nice. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe there. Also, our everydayers, we're going to continue going through those early summer weeks of SEC football and Ole Miss football until media days get here. I want to thank Brian Smith for joining us today. I hope everybody has a good Thursday and enjoys it. And Brian, be safe whenever you go out there and on to the Miami camp and to the IMG camp as well. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Everybody have a great day. All right. Take care.